Oh my God, today we are talking about commandment number nine, business is business. And I got the businessman himself in the building, my guy, Eric Bellinger, the veteran. You know, Eric, you were signed before, but the veteran of being independent. You know what I mean? This man's run is impeccable. You talk about longevity in the business and longevity in the business as an independent, the the Grammy-nominated multi-platinum singer-songwriter Eric Bellinger is here to talk to us about 10 Artists Commandments. What's going on, E? What's up, man? Happy, happy to be here, man. Man, I'm so lucky to have you, man. Yeah. Yo, big so vibes, okay, so big so so Eric, man, let's let's jump into it. Um, first of all, you blessed us because you were able to talk to us and like give us your insight and your and your foresight into the business. Um, as we were writing the book, man, you were you were able to contribute so much to the book. So I want to thank you all the readers i'm sure they thank you because they read your quotes and they read what you had to say and so i know it blessed them too so thank you hearing it from me man thank you man i appreciate you so much for that oh no nah, man this is this is this is what we do it for you know to to learn and then you know hand that information over to the next person because there's no real toolkits out there right right there is it man so okay so if you don't mind can you, do you do you have that quote in front of you? Want me to send it to your phone? Is is a passage from you out of the out of the book, out of the Ten Hours Commandments from Commandment Number Nine: Business is Business. It's from a portion of the book um, called Entrepreneur. You know what I mean? You are the ultimate entrepreneur. Entrepreneur. The major mistake artists make is not being upfront about the uncomfortable truths about business. And because no one ever talks about it, the ugly truths perpetuate. There are millions of sayings and warnings about the harshness of business in general, but even more when it comes to the entertainment industry. One of these adages is that there are friends in life, but there are no friends in business. Someone once told me, business first and business second. Eric Bellinger. <laughs> That's right. Man, it's true, man. It's so, true. So, it's tell true, tell me man. about that moment you know, when they said that to you: business first, business second. Because you know, I'm the I'm the guy that loves to make music. You know, I'm the guy that you know. If we go into the studio, that might be enough for me as far as my high. You know what I'm saying? Just as a creative. But I think once she explained that to me, and shout out to Miss Diddy, I gotta give it to her because she's the one oh. that, that said it. She was like, "E." She said business first, business second, like it's the music business. But in reality, if you're not handling business, the music is really pointless. You know, like you got to make yeah. sure that you're doing it the right way. You don't want to regret it later. So so at what, what point in that was it was that in your career? So this was early on. This is like um, when I was first in singing groups, I used to do a lot of uh, a lot of group activity just because I feel like I was used to that from football, you know, from being on a team sport. Yeah. And I look at it like, you know, being in a singing group, it was the same vibe. So it was it was like when I was transitioning groups and trying to figure out which group I wanted to be a part of. But, you know, at the end of the day, she's the one that kind of made me understand, like, yo, you got to do what's right for you. You know, a lot of times right. in a group, it's it's really a struggle to get multiple people on the same mindset and have and be able to share the same vision so you know with with, with that it kind of like centered me and allowed me to really focus on what was best for me do do you think that business 
was the downfall of groups because we don't really have groups in hip hop and R&B anymore. And when you hear old groups talk, yeah. that's what they're always complaining yeah. about. That's what they're always upset about. Do you think that the lack of business knowledge was the yeah. downfall of groups in, in hip hop? Yeah, for sure. Because you got more pie to split, but at the same time, say for example, one or two of those guys is, is a little bit more business savvy. Then eventually that's going to build, you know, some animosity amongst the group. And it's inevitable that is, you know, headed towards a downfall. So, okay. So let me ask you about this. First of all, congratulations. Cause I, I saw your first, your first piece of work came out in 2013. We are in 2023, yeah. <laughs> 10 years. <laughs> You have been in yes. this business, successful yeah. in this business, yeah. right? Congratulations on that. So let me ask you this. Like when you took, when, when you left the label, because I think you, what, what year did you leave the, uh, what was it? Uh, Sony or uh, Epic? What year did you leave Epic? So that was 2005. 2005, <sighs> that was it for Epic. And then I actually signed to Sony, but only on a publishing side in 2010 okay. and started operating as an independent artist using the publishing um support from the building because you know even if you're not uh, assigned to them as an artist they still support you because it's still their publisher so what that means is 10 plus years of independence but 10 plus years of successful independence like uh, like a lot of people say hey i'm an independent artist mm -hmm. but most people that say that are not successful yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? How have you managed to <laughs> right. to to be successful as yeah. an independent artist? Like, what what would you say your takeaways are from your ten year run yeah. that's still going? Uh, I say the biggest thing that separates me from ten year veterans in the game is that I still operate like a new independent artist. Yeah, yeah, I'm mm -hmm. an independent artist, and I operate as if I'm brand new though. You know, like, so yeah. whatever's the new trend or, you know, I'm always looking for new knowledge or new information. And I always want to be the first one to try it out and experiment because you never know. So, you know, being, you know, on the groundbreaking level of all cutting edge, new ideas in social media, it turns me on. That's what I'm attracted to. Like, oh, what you can wow. do now? We can do what now? Instagram. Oh, they let you delete slide number five. You know, like I get excited <laughs> about those things. So so you 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 love the innovation of the music business, right? Okay, but go, being that we're talking about business is business, number nine, the number nine commandment, what changes from the business side have you seen? Like 10 years ago, the business was run totally different. What, what's, your, what's your change you're seeing on the business side? Uh, I think if you don't have any type of ownership in, in the music or if you don't, you know, uh, care to be in the at the point of discovery still for a new fan each day even after you've found success it's like you know i feel like you're gonna lose it you know because the times change so often that it's like if you're not in tune with those things like okay sound exchange and sound royalties and knowing about even biz and knowing opportunities it's like you'll and having the audacity to give them a try you know a lot of times right. you see something like i don't know i'm gonna just stick stick with itunes it's like why like yeah. because you're not getting instant money anyway so it's like you might as well try something new because that's really what's breaking stuff the newness Man, you know, what you mean? know what's what's the innovators you yeah you know what's crazy e? you are been in the business long enough that you remember when we were only selling on iTunes and then it switched to streaming and now we're pushing to go back towards selling because you yep. mentioned even.biz. 
right? So how, how do you feel that yes. people are willing to buy albums again? Like, does that excite you? It does. It does. And I, and I, and I love listening to the different podcasts that, that, that you be doing. Cause one thing I really learned is how, how to play ping pong. You know, like yeah. everybody goes left, so I go right. Everybody goes right, so I go left. Everybody goes left, so I go right. And just to continue to do that over and over and over, I think is something that it takes not only um, execution, but discipline. You know, like to, yeah. to keep a routine and to know like, okay, this is what I got to do in order for me to be successful in the long run. Because a lot right. of the plays that are the important plays are the long run plays. And most people are... are are so desperate for money right now that they miss the long run and they never actually get started. One of the things that I I feel like I missed when streaming started, I was so optimistic about it and saw, saw so many pros that I, I missed the fact that we should never make this our main source of revenue. And so now here we are five years later and I'm like, streaming should never be a main source of revenue. And I'm like, I wish I would have knew that from the jump. I wish I would have had that thought from the jump yeah because we were banking on it you know everything was like oh if you get the song if you get the song but now it's like yo but you could get the song but you could also get that and that and that and that right <laughs> and you know we just didn't know it's trial and error but i think even being cutting edge and, and trying those things gives us the advantage to now try new things because people right. are still scared to jump on the boat of so many different opportunities yeah because now people are scared to sell their music and it's like bro that's that's how the business started we started by selling our music and now artists today are like oh i i don't know if i should tell mm -hmm. my fans to pay ten dollars and so so how did you overcome that fear so fast right <clears throat> oh man because it's like when I see something work one time, like I don't need to be convinced. Like, you know what I mean? I seen the <laughs> Russell and I, I seen his interview and <laughs> I was like, he just said it. Like, why wouldn't you try that? You know? And it's like, right. I know at times uh, it's like, you don't want to like, Oh, I don't want to, you know, that's his thing. But it's like, no, he's welcoming the artist community to all do it, to join in. And I think as artists, especially creatives that own your music, it's like, it's the best thing for you to do to sell your music directly to consumer. Like, why not yeah. give that a try? Cause even if, even if only 10 people give you a dollar is $10 more than you had. It's like, exactly. it'll eventually go to DSPs anyway. So it's like, you might as well, you might as well give it a try. They say it takes 10,000 hours to master a field. Well, what do you call spending 157,000 hours on one task? Breaking artists. Over my 18 years, I've witnessed the music business change abruptly from year to year. Yet I see artists rise to stardom throughout every era, no matter the landscape. Working directly with these success stories, I've noticed 10 principles that all these artists live by that have helped them conquer their errors. What are the characteristics? What are the traits? What are the practices of a successful artist? What does it take? 10 artist commandments no matter the air no matter the landscape no matter the platform if you want to have a successful career as an artist read this book breakdown for the people who have who have never at and it's sound crazy to say sold their music what is that process like like you just you just did it so yeah. break down that process okay so i had a song that i wanted to um put out in a special way because i felt like it was a special song it was a song that was a, a freestyle on the radio and i actually made it into a record so 
the same way it was birthed, I wanted it to be presented the same way. And when I was introduced to even, they was like, yo, you can give it to the people and they could pay what they feel is worth. So in my mind, I was like, that's much better than the standard because I feel like this yeah. is much worth much more than a dollar. You know what I mean? So right. once they were like, yo, we can market at whatever you want to do it. And I was like, wow, how about we just leave it up to the people, you know, and, and see what they do. And, you know, once the first like week had passed by, they was like, okay, cool. Here, we about to deposit this money in your account. And I was like, right now? Like, what? <laughs> it was like, yeah, check, it's already there. And I was just like, wow, this is instant. Like I've never, I've been doing music for, you know, over 10,000 hours. And that's never yeah. happened. You know, that's the fastest, you know, that I've ever you been ever able got to paid. receive a royalty from music. And it felt great. Yeah. To fit like, okay, that was, a, I was like, Oh, it's not a royalty. It's a donation. It's your fans supporting you. It's like, man, it's like, you never know how much you do for a fan and that's their moment to pour right. back into you. Man, that's amazing that you say that. Cause I, cause I see like LaRussell posting these fan testimonials. Um, but even, even talking to just some people, more people like me who put out great content and, and, and teach people and educate people. It's like you mm -hmm. never know what that education can amount to in their life. And so if you've changed their life in, the, in a dramatic way and you put something out and you say, hey, pay what you want, they're going to they're not going to give you the value of that yeah. product. They're going to give you the value that you've instilled in their life. And that's right. what's amazing about it. Mm, the value of that emotion. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, man. So being independent so long i you know i don't know if you you know had the same team the whole time or if you mm -hmm. changed teams but what are some of the lessons that you've learned yeah. when it comes to surrounding yourself with a team like speak on that for us uh i think it's easy to find people that want to do music you know what i mean like and when you link with people and y'all connected and you make music it's a common denominator music but once you start getting particular and intentional now it has to be shared interest in branding. It has to be shared interest in marketing. It has to be shared interest in the same vision so that you can, you know, have a, a target audience so that you can have the proper stylist. So I think all of these things now, once you really, really start trying to comb through it with a, you know, a finer tooth, it's harder because you have to have more minds with, you know, say, for example, you on Zillow and you're looking for a house and you click on these filters. And once you start, you know, everything start getting smaller when you start getting more intentional, like I want a pool, like I want a fence <laughs> or, you know, I, you know, once you get that intentional, it's a lot harder to find people with similar interests. But once you find those people that they also want a pool, they also want a fence, you know, and these are just metaphors for that in artistry and in greatness and success man that's when it's really unstoppable so so it's really finding those those like-minded people that you you guys align you have the same mission like you said we both want the pool we both want the fence we don't just yeah. want a house millions of people want a house but what do we want our house to look like <laughs> i got yeah. i got and so. i had to learn that you know because i wanted to, i wanted to be a singer i wanted to be on stages but now i know what i want my stage to look like i know how many mm. dancers i want because it'll compliment me but not take away from me like all of these things it was like i was doing trial and error but i wasn't afraid to fail because now i know like the proper thing that works for me, the thing that I love, and I don't feel like I'm gambling. When you see me on stage, you don't look like I'm unsure. You look like, oh yeah, he knows he wants to do that, but I also know I want to do it because I know the ways that I don't want to do it. Eric, you're in very rare air. You're a successful independent artist and you're staying independent, which means you have to reinvest in yourself. 
Like, if, if you can, give us a breakdown mm -hmm. of what it looks like. Like, hey, man, I take 50% of the money I make and reinvest and yeah. I live off 50. Like, how do you break that down? So that I'm still learning how to do that because I'm my own investor. And, you know, a lot of times I try to separate, you know, the family expenses from all wins entertainment, my label expenses. But say, for example, I really have to shoot that video and I really need to shoot it. You don't think I'm going to dig in that comp, that that bank over there? Like, because <laughs> yeah. I, I know that this music is what's got me here and it's what's going to keep me here. You know, so it's like it's been a fine line, you know, and I think that is the struggle probably the biggest struggle because i have this big dream you know but you know at the same time it's like yo i got a family i gotta make sure they good so i think it's about just channeling um the priorities and you know making sure because now it's like okay on one hand i gotta take care of that okay you got the fam you got the bills you got the food you got the whips you got the cribs you got the netflix you got the school you got the clothes and then on the other side you got the video you got the single um artwork you know you got the styling for the video you got to pay the director you got to pay the producer you got to you know so either way it's such a such a a, a spectrum that that most people wouldn't really understand until they do it and then once they do they yeah. don't want to do it no more <laughs> <laughs> and, but it's but a lot you know what, what, I mean? what make <laughs> yeah like what make people like you and myself and all successful people rare is we do the things that people don't want to do people they they want the, they want our end result <laughs> but they don't want to do the things that they need to do to get to that end result and that's why we become successful because we'll yep. do them so do okay so either way what you like, gonna do like you're gonna sit down so get, give me give me some uh, give me some of your your lessons that you've taken from these last 10 years like you know mm -hmm. what what would you say are a couple of yeah. eric bellinger's biggest mistakes that you had to learn from mm -hmm. maybe one of the biggest mistakes is thinking that i could just do it on my own like yo i got it i could mm -hmm. do that or i could do that you know but i think the more um that i try to do the the more it takes away from what is necessary of me you know like okay yeah. well, i try to handle that 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 and that now i'm gonna be late now i'm not on time or now i didn't even get that because i forgot because i was doing this and i think learning to delegate and learning to you know um put the right people in trust uh you know the right people and know that the right people can handle the task too because it's like on one hand you like all oh, right you know we all have that mentality sometimes if it ain't, if I want it to be done right, I got to do it myself, you know, but you, yeah. that's going to hurt you in the end. So, you know, it's really about just taking your time and not even pressing go until you got all your team members in place. So with us talking about business is business. How do you go about handling the business with those team, with those team members? Like, how do you decide what they're going to get paid or if they're going to get shares? Like, how do you go about handling that business with them? And do you mm -hmm. do it up front or do you yeah. give them trial yeah. runs? <clears throat> mm -hmm. Yeah. No, everybody is like all up front. You know what I mean? Like, especially when it comes to uh, like a tour, like a tour, we talking, I know what people are going to get when they go. They know like the day rate, the per diem, you know, um, everything. You know, if somebody's just coming around and they're just, you know, wanting to be a part of the team, it's like, yeah, we definitely start at the intern level, you know, and if pre people progress and, and, and work their way, it's like, okay, cool. We need you to, be on salary or we need you to be um here's your day rate when you come around or you know whatever works for each person but i feel like if that business is right that's the only way people are gonna keep coming back you know what i mean because mm -hmm. we meet a lot of different encounters in in our career and 
the ones that we gravitate back to are the ones that are the most pleasant. You know what I'm saying? Wow. Yo, that's, that's, that's what people don't realize. You said something so special there. If you have a long career, you're going to come across these people over and over again. So your interaction and your business dealings with them are extremely important. If you, if you ever want their help again, you better make sure you're treating them right. And you better make sure the business is right. And, and what's more important about that is people don't realize how good, how hard good help is to find. So when they screw over people and they can't find the right yeah. person again, they regret it. hundred <laughs> percent, man. I take care of everybody. That's like, it's like, I want you to feel that love. I want you to feel that reciprocation. You know what I mean? Like, that's how we're going to keep this business going. I'm not in it for one drop. You know what I mean? I, I'm right. here every year. So I heard you say something earlier. You said, you know, you have this big dream. And obviously, my brother, I know you already noticed, but I'm going to say it anyway. You're already living your dream. Your life in this moment is a dream. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? You're living your dream. But yeah, what, what, yeah, business yeah, yeah. Moves, what business moves do you need to make to get to that larger dream? Um, I would say support. Because um, for me, it's like anything that I'm doing is it's off the love. You know what I mean? But I want to mm -hmm. have artists that I'm able to support them and give them everything that they need to succeed i think mm. if i can do that that's going to take things to the next level because you know it's not about what you can do for yourself it's about what you could do for other people you know what i mean that's right that's how you can sustain and that's how you become legendary it's not about you right exactly so if you can if the the more people you can help and the more people you can pull up the higher you go it's like the the saying you know a high yeah. tide raises all boats Mm, exactly and they and those people that you help they remember and they'll they'll be right. thankful the same way that you know what i mean like you what you do for them it's like they they're not gonna forget you know because like i said we remember encounters you know what i mean right. i try to make sure anytime somebody link with me or talk to me it's the greatest experience every time you've kind of alluded throughout this thing and, and i have too it's just about how you treat people you know what i mean like to, to last 10 years in this yeah, business, yeah. you have to treat people very well. So how important has that been in your business dealings? Yes. You know, it's been it's been super important because no matter what, you know, you hear the saying about treat the janitor like the president all the time because you never know the roles could be reversed. And um, I think I kept that with me even whether people supported me or if they didn't support me, you know, so like yeah. I would go and take the meeting and they didn't support. I would take the meeting. They didn't support, but I still take the meeting because sooner or later, guess what? You're going to be nominated for a Soul Train Award. <laughs> you yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, you just got to stay in the game. And a lot of people take those no's offensive. And I just take those no's as, oh, it's not time yet. You know, so right, either the glass yet. is half full or half empty. It's up, it's up to you. Right. Not yet. I always tell people, no, it's not yet. I mean, we talk about that a lot in the book. So let me ask you one more, one more business question. Um, I got your, I got your, your okay. first biggest mistake. I, I, I don't think I got your second one. What, what would you say? Uh, uh, give us one more. The second one. I think there was a moment when I could have sold some of my catalog. Like when I heard about it early, I heard about it like long, 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 long time ago. And they was offering yeah. way, way more than they offering now. So it was like a moment wow. where it was like, ooh, it was so new though. I was like, sell the catalog? You hear about <laughs> that. And it's like, you don't, you don't do that. You know, like that's, that's the old school training, you know, but yeah. <clears throat> I think nowadays in the music business, when you can make money, you should take the money, you know? So yeah. it was like a thing where I was like, oh, that probably would have been, you know what I mean? It was like, 
It would have <laughs> changed like way things. more because it was so early, but I think it would have changed things. But I do feel like now that I know is like, okay, cool. So it, that also, you know, it preps me to be willing to take a risk, no risk, no reward. Right. Right. And you've, you've said that many times in this interview is just like, you're willing to to jump on board when something is new. But I, I know when, when you start talking about your livelihood, it gets a little different because that, that basically if you would have sold, that would have ended your cash flow. You know what I mean? And cash flow is king. And so yes. e- either way, you know, you win, yes. but you know, I, I understand the struggle because you, you like, okay, yeah, I'm gonna have this money, but then if no cash is coming in, how fast am I going to run through that money? <laughs> you know what I mean? So I, I get it. Exactly. I understand that. That and was how a tough good decision. To flip that in some in another area. Exactly. Yeah, for sure. Because yeah. I, I got offered to sell my catalog. Um, and my, my struggle was like, man, what am I going to come up with that's going to make the same amount of money every month? And I was like, there aren't many things that can make the yeah. same amount. Like, like, there aren't many things <laughs> that are going to give me the same amount of money every month. Without me doing income. anything. Have passive yeah, income. Like, yeah, like. And, and that's the key. Exactly. Like the money's coming in. I don't do anything. But a lot I can be sleeping for the month that. and the money's coming. And so I'm like, man, if I, if I get these, these millions, exactly. that's cool. But you know how fast you can run through that. So, mm-hmm. so to me, I said no too, by the way. Oh, I, I know. was like, yeah, I'm like, man, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. So I was like, nah, I don't think that's a good idea. <laughs> so I'm, I'm with you there. I'm yeah. You. Okay. So, <laughs> exactly. so a lot of people know Eric Bellinger, the singer songwriter. If you if you could take a second and tell us about Eric Eric Bellinger, the businessman, mm-hmm. the entrepreneur. Man, that guy is, you know, super particular, super intentional, super patient. You know, that's another yeah. thing. I'm patient. Like I won't strike until I know like I'm going to hit. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. I'm going to go to my sweet spot on the court. I'm a pump fake. I'm a <laughs> plant my feet. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want to take the shot off the balance. You know what I mean? Like, right. I just, I'm, I'm I'm that calculated when it comes to once I drop, I'm not just dropping because I got a dope song. I'm dropping because mm-hmm. I got a dope song. I got the next five singles artwork done, videos to at least two in the can, because once I start, I don't want to have to stop because of some unfortunate event. So when I come, that means I already been prepping for a year. You know, you're not just yeah. seeing a song I did in the studio last night and got excited and put it on SoundCloud. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Ooh. So I think it's that Talk preparation that people, you know, people, people got to know, like, man, I'm prepped. Like, it's no accident. It's no accident yeah. why things is falling. Like, like people be like, yeah, the stars got a line. Nah, I'm going to align the stars. <laughs> cash money talk right there <laughs> uh, i appreciate that then, okay l- <clears throat> my last question that I, that I really want to be able to get from you and because i feel like artists need to know this outside yep. of just financially investing in yourself how do you stay self-educated like how do you educate yourself oh man podcast books <clears throat> you gotta do it you know I, you gotta do both you know you gotta read it you gotta you got to make sure that you know, because that's how you learn. That's really the best place to learn. You know, like trial and error is cool, but learning from other people's mistakes is even better. Is even better. Yeah, they, they say a, a fool um, learns from his own mistakes. A wise man learns from other people's mistakes. You know what I mean? That's what they say. So that's 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 what reading <laughs> that's my is. That's favorite reading, quote. <clears throat> yeah. Reading, reading is learning from other people's mistakes, so you don't have to make that mistake. 
That's it. And that's what people need to understand too. It's not just like, oh, I'm just like, I'm trying to, no, I'm trying to get advanced. I'm trying to, you know, I'm <laughs> right. trying to advance. These are, this is for the people that, you know, for sure is, is trying to like, just get to that next level um, and elevate expeditiously. Yeah. Expeditiously. That's a, that's a word that only a reader would know. <laughs> <laughs> yo e man exactly. thank you so much for joining us thank you for being a part of the 10 artist commandments man you you are a, a big contributor to the book um and so everybody that's watching this i hope you learned a lot from eric you, you should have this is a 10-year successful independent artist grammy yes, nominated multi-platinum not not multi-platinum songwriter which he is i'm talking about multi-platinum artist okay you understand he's both you feel Let's me go. Let's yeah, go. so Put thank you, E, on. man. Thank you, Eric Bellinger. Thank you all for tuning in with us, man. <laughs> yes, sir. I'll see you guys on the next episode of this 10 Artist Commandments podcast. Go get that book, 10 Artist, right. <clears throat> 10 Artist Commandments.com.